Hi, and welcome back to The Secret Life of Parkinson's. I'm Jessica Krauser. And I'm Brian Baker. And today, I'm actually going to share with you my journey of getting diagnosed, or like, not, how's that, how do I want to say that? My journey to diagnosis? I mean, there you go. That's a fair way, very nice way of saying it. Yeah. So I have some journals in front of me. Okay. Um, I don't know why I keep so many different kinds, but I do. Um, I've shared my journey and my story before with you, with others, with probably, I think on the podcast, probably like one of the first ones. Um, but this is something I've never really talked about with anybody. Um, Nobody at all? Hmm? Nobody? Um, I mean, of course, probably Derek, but because he's along the way, but... Yeah. Stuff. Well, and it's 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 personal, but I think it's important because you know we all talk about you know the actual like just just the symptoms, but you know talking about the emotions that go along with it, and you know you still part like things going on in your life. So I tried pulling out some of the details that I thought were most relevant to what I'm trying to get at, but I might have to go to some of my books. So I have one, it's called Favorite Moment of the Day. And I started this journal back in like, I think 2016, 20, yeah, 2016. And it was just supposed to be like something that I write something, you know, about the kids or myself or, you know, and it turned into a lot more of Parkinson's. And then I started a prayer journal when I, uh, when I started going to adoration. So I grew up Catholic, mm-hmm. and one of the things that um, that we have available to us is you can go, and it's basically like sitting in silence, you know, in church for an hour, however long you want to. And so I signed up to do that at a time when I was leaving um, my corporate job or trying, thinking about, do I leave my corporate company? So when I was with Abbott for 10 years, at the end of 2015, I was really struggling with, do I stay or do I leave? So this is way before any symptoms came on mm-hmm. and any diagnosis. And um, I was trying to figure out, like, do I take a leap and do this new consulting job or do I stay with Abbott and really just push through? So I was having a really hard time, like, figuring out what is the best thing for us from a family standpoint, financially, etc. And ultimately, like after going, like I'd, I'd go, I'd just think, I'd pray, whatever. And I would, um, came out of it that I was, I left Abbott and I would go to um, consulting, which I know sounds like, why am I talking about that? But um, it was a couple years or a year or two into being with my company now that the symptoms started coming out. And I always think back to, I was so busy at my corporate job that I feel like I would have overlooked a lot of the symptoms and I wouldn't have had time to go um, to the doctor's visits and doc- you know, whatever. It yeah. just, again, to some people who have not worked in corporate and they might be like, oh, like if you're feeling this, feeling that, like you can go. But if you're in the corporate world, you know how difficult it is, especially pre-COVID, like to get out and to kind of take care of yourself, mm-hmm. to be honest. Um, so that kind of set me on that journey of like, writing in a prayer journal, like just always thinking, and I had a, an hour to myself every month to go to go through that. And it was in there that I started in 2018, some of my comments were, am I joyful? So I remember- I do remember the, uh, discussing that. The joyless 
joylessness, and I think I covered it off. So 2018? 2018. And I wasn't diagnosed until 2019. And I'm sure I felt it before, but I wrote in here, it was in August, I have joy in my life, but you know, I need confidence to show and share my joy, especially to my family. I feel so sluggish these days. So it's that is when the emotional, I guess, aspect of it or what? Starts kicking. Start. Yeah. That, is that, is that the, so that's the first time in your journal that you went back and looked and that's the, kind of the first indicator that you wrote about? That was the first, you know, the, so I know I was, I had tremor starting in 2016, mm-hmm. 2016 or 2017. Um, but I, this was the first time like the, the, uh, like the anxiety depression piece of it was kicking in, or at least that I recognized yeah. it. Um, and then, uh, so then I wrote in here as well, I pray that my shaking stops because at that time I had no idea what was going on. And then in 20, yeah, another time in 2018, I said, I went to the doctor for my shaking, um, and nothing. And then I remember, uh, um, going back to the doctor. I know I have that in here. Um, that. They basically, that's when they told me that, oh, what's it called? It was just an essential tremor. Mm-hmm. They're like, just exercise. You're probably anxious and depressed, right? All right. Did you ever get told that? No. No? No. Because you waited pretty long. And I wait. I mean, I went in for a carpal, carpal tunnel test. Oh, that's first, right. So thinking it was carpal tunnel. Um, I did start to see some relief. Um Oh, that's what it was. I did start to see some relief from what was like taking gabapentin. Did you ever take that? No. I don't. I still don't know exactly what it is. But I took that initially. Um, that was given to me for the for the tremors, and then I was having to do MRIs and all that stuff to rule out other things. So it was just during that time, like I kept you know going back to and like writing, you know what is going on i need to find answers like i, I know i'm i'm getting anxious uh, i need you know in 2019 i wrote you know i need guidance out of this slump of emotions it's like a roller coaster it's great some days terrible others and if i do have parkinson's i pray not for my strength but there's for the strength of my family especially for for derek um just because how hard it is on the family now, at this time, you've already been told about Parkinson's that it might be possible? No, so this you... one is actually in June. So um, I diagnosed myself. Okay. Um, and then it was a month later that I went to see Dr. Malone. But I was at the uh, the first neurologist as at a follow-up appointment, and I had all, like, I wrote down all my symptoms. And when I went to him, I Googled it myself. And that's the time I wasn't swinging my arm. Mm-hmm. My foot was dropping. My writing was getting bad. My ma- I wasn't working my mouse very well. Um, my tremors were still bad. And so, like, those are all, like, the cardinal signs, I guess. Right. And so, it, but he said, you know, it's most likely not Parkinson's, but you can take medication, which I assume at the time was probably carbidoplevidopa. I just never asked. He's like, or you can go see a specialist. And that's when I said, I'd like to go see a movement disorder specialist. So that's when I wrote to myself, I'm like, I'm, I knew I probably had it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but I was still like going through those emotions. So I almost had more of like the emotional roller coaster before, um, th- before I was diagnosed, whereas everybody right. gets it after. I don't know. I feel like I was dealing with it. Probably. Beforehand. Um, 
And then come then July, I did, you know, say Parkinson's is highly likely. Um, my prayers of roller coaster mood, not showing joy, shaking all the time might be answered to that disease. So it's just, again, it's not the answer people want, but it's, you know, an answer so that I can know what is my, what's the best next step forward. Right. Um, so a lot of that for me, and then obviously I, you know, came then in July and I was confirmed young onset, not just confirmed because of the DAP brain scan, but because of everything else, the clinical stuff and then the DAP brain scan. But what I'm just trying to get at that I never really shared with anybody is the journey that I took personally and how I had to, like I was reflecting, which I think was good for me as an individual. That's just who, like how I, how I roll, yeah. you know, and, and really seeking out answers, but knowing that, you know, answers aren't always going to be good, but now I can take a step back and say, all right, this is what I have. Now, how do I, what can I do moving forward? Now, how scared were you then versus how scared are you now? Or, you know, how do do you see your future back then versus how do you see your future today now that you you know that there's treatment? Yeah, that's a good question. So back then, um, there were points where I knew... I would still be okay and I don't know why I feel that way or what I felt but it was I was scared of I don't know um, you know at the, at the beginning I'm like I don't know what the end of the year is gonna look like I don't know what next year is gonna look like I don't know what five years is gonna look like um, now I'm not scared I don't want to say not scared at all but like there was so much unknown and you know, not knowing, like, you know, I'm four years in now and I don't feel, I mean, I know I'm worse than what I was, but not that much worse mm-hmm. because of the medicine to me is working, exercise is working, less stress is working. Um, so there's all these things I had to do in between to get me to where I am now. But yeah, in the beginning, it was, it was a scary journey, but mm-hmm. I had to stay strong for the rest of my family yeah i mean just looking back at my own thinking my own situation i'm more confident now in in what the future holds versus what i was when i first got diagnosed eight years ago Mm -hmm. you know because i know there's i see people living with the disease yeah and that just boosts my and you see yourself living with you know you feel like you're the same person yeah right yeah, I mean, I, I know, know you're. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> we're we're the same people, but it's just it just takes so much socialization out of it and uncomfortable situations and stuff. But I think, um, I don't articulate as well as I should. You don't, but we're working on that, and you're doing mm-hmm. very well today. Yes, thank you. Um, but one of the things I know you've talked about this before too, and I I actually wrote it down as well. Right, the day I was given the diagnosis, um. I didn't, I wrote down, I said, I didn't say, why me? Um, Because at the end of the day, I kind of had an inkling as to why. And it's because I do feel like I'm strong. I do know I'm the type of person that will just move forward. And what we're doing now is we're taking what we were given and we're turning it into education for others and hopefully reaching other people. We are. Aren't we? I thought we were just. Are there cameras in here? I thought we were just talking. (laughs) You have a microphone in front of your face. 
Um, but seriously, like I think that that's a really big piece of it. And and part of what made me think about you know talking about this now is um, you know I know a lot of people get stuck, you know, and how they're how they're thinking about it. Um, I have my one of my uh, really good friends. Her coworker is our age, and she was just diagnosed with ALS, and that. I can't imagine that disease. Um, and I know, like, you know, reading about it, there's other people that are like us that are, you know, pushing through to try and make it better for others going through that disease. Mm -hmm. um, but then there's others, I don't, you know, I'm sure they can't climb out of that hole because it's, they're just quickly deteriorating. Right. Um, and then I had another, you know, one of my daughter's friends, uh, her mother passed away from brain cancer last week. And just knowing that, like, there is so much else, there is so much going on in this world. Anything is can happen. I think what they always say, there's only two truths in this world. Like, you're born and or every there's only one truth. Like, everybody dies. Yeah. Like, that's not the way you want to live or that's not the way you want to think about things. But at the same time, what can you do with the life that you have right now to help better other people and yourself? Good way to end it. Last 30 seconds. That was it. <laughs> but... In all seriousness um thank you for listening to my personal story uh and we'll see you next time the secret life of parkinson's is produced by melissa carlson and steve brandenburg to contact us email info at the secret life of the secret life of parkinson's is not responsible or liable for any medical advice diagnosis, course of treatment, or any other information obtained through this podcast. The information provided by The Secret Life of Parkinson's is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Never disregard professional medical advice or delay in seeking it because of something you heard on this podcast. You are encouraged to consult a physician for a definitive diagnosis.